Amen. Amen. I didn't hear no thanks for dad. You know? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> Amen. Oh, take it up there. Oh, or where? Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. Thanks, Leilani. Amen. Let's just go before the throne of grace. Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just want to thank you, Lord. Father God, that we're gathered in no other name but your name this morning. Father God, we know your name is above every name, Father God, Lord. Your name is above sickness, discouragement, depression. Father God, Lord, we want to highly extol you. Father God, Lord, we want to decrease this morning so that you can increase, Father God, Lord. We want to see you, Father God, as you're the high and lofty one that sits on the throne, Father God, forever and ever, Lord. And Father God, we thank you that you count us worthy this morning, Father God, Lord, that we're clothed in righteousness, Father God, Lord, that, Lord, one day we'll be walking with you, Father God, side by side, Lord. And Father God, just give me an unction from the Holy One this morning, Father God, Lord, let me be an oracle, Father God, to speak your word, Father God, with, with power, with life, Father God, with conviction, Lord, Father God, and we just give you the praise, glory, and honor in your holy name, Jesus, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I can't believe it's this time of the year again. Amen. Amen. I just remember last year, same date, preaching at our old church in Indiana. And I had the honor to preach the last message of the year. And I remember it as clear as day. And, you know, I, I recall the year of 2017 and you know, I thought to myself, there was a, a lot more that I could have done for the kingdom, amen? You know, I could have prayed more, could have gave more, I could have sacrificed more, I could have fasted more, I could have witnessed more, I could have loved more, amen? And, you know, whenever you tell something to the Lord, you know, he takes it seriously, and he takes us on our word, and here we are in Alaska, amen? <laughs> so it's just an honor and a privilege to be here. We're so honored um, that God would give us the privilege to um, really give us the opportunity to do what we said we would do, amen? amen. Hallelujah. So I was up most of the night last night and I was just praying and, and waiting on the Lord. And I'm just like, what is it that you want me to relate to your people um, this morning? And there's just so much going on, so many good things, amen. So much that God has in store for this upcoming year. And, uh, you know, it just came to me in um, Isaiah 40, verses 28 
to 31. Hallelujah. Waiting upon the Lord. Isaiah 40 verses 28 to 31. And he says, do you not know? Have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth does not become weary or tired? And what does the Bible command us to not be weary and good doing for in due time we shall reap a harvest? Amen. His understanding is powerful. He gives strength to the weary and to him who lacks might, he increases power. Amen. Amen, amen. When we're weak, he's strong. Amen. Yes. When we've humbled ourselves, he's able to exalt us. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Humility comes before honor. So though youths grow weary and tired and vigorous young men stumble badly, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And how much, how many of us are in that state right now, you know? Or we need new strength from the Lord. Amen. Amen. We need something new. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So in Proverbs 30, 18 and 19, Solomon wrote that there are three things which are too wonderful for me, four which I do not understand. And the first is the way of an eagle in the sky. So eagles are among the most amazing creatures that God created. The creator, he are signifies with two animals, and that's the lion and the eagle. Amen. We know that the righteous are as bold as a lion and the wicked flee when no man pursues. Amen. So we can see why our creator signifies with the lion. Amen. He's bold and he doesn't turn away. Amen. Now we're going to see why he signifies the eagle and, and, and why it's so, so needed to understand this this morning. Amen. So eagles are among the largest and most powerful birds in the, wor in the world. Eagles are wise. They are careful to avoid danger unless they come too close to its nest and pose a threat to their young. Eagles have been noted as symbols of strength, bravery, and courage. And that's what we need back in the church. Amen. 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 Mm -hmm. Eagles and hawks are said to have the keenest sight of all and can sight their prey while soaring high in the sky. So what does this teach us? Firstly, eagles has the longest lifespan and it can live up to 70 years. And what did the Lord promise us in the scripture? 70, 80 years if we have the strength. But to reach this age, the eagle must make a hard decision. In his 40s, his long and flexible talons can no longer grab prey, which serves as food. 
It long, its long and sharp beak become bent. Its old aged and heavy wings, due to their thick feathers, become stuck to its chest and make it difficult to fly. Then the eagle is left with only two decisions to die or to go through a painful process of change for 150 days. So the eagle fly to a mountaintop. There the eagle knocks its beak against a mountaintop until it plucks it out. That's got to be painful. So after plucking it out, the eagle will wait for a new beak to grow back and it will then pluck out its talons. When its new talons grow back, the eagle starts plucking out its old aged feathers. After five months, the eagle takes its famous flight of rebirth and lives for 30 more years. Amen. That's the significance of us mountain up with wings like eagles. And how how important that is this morning. Amen. Amen. How important that is as we end this year. So for us to live long, we need to constantly change our way of life. Change is needed in order to survive, to get rid of old memories, habits and other past traditions and to free from past burdens. Secondly, an eagle never eats dead meat. In other words, an eagle does not scavenge. Amen. Yeah. It only eats the meat from the prey it kills itself. Eagles eat raw and fresh meat. What a great act of true leadership. Amen. You have to be with people who can think, make informed decisions, and take actions. Amen. Amen. These are the people who bring changes to the society. Amen. And that's what the Lord is calling us to this morning. Amen. You know, it's time to get away from the deadness. Amen. Amen. It's time to get away from the letter that killeth traditions of the past, the things of the past. It's time to start looking ahead. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. It's time to start building the body of Christ up and it takes each and every one of us to do so. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Most times a, a church now is um, built through other people just coming or leaving where they were. But we got to go out there and compel people to come into the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. That's our duty. That's the job that the Lord Jesus Christ left of his church. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So thirdly, an eagle will never surrender to the size or strength of its prey. It will always give a fight to win its prey or regain its territory. We got to wage a good warfare this morning. Amen. If we want to be good soldiers of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, we cannot entangle ourselves with worldly affairs, yes. 
with and gain unnecessary casualties because that's what's happening. Amen. So no matter what the size of that person or what weapon they may be holding, you would attack them without thought or regard for yourself. It wouldn't even dawn on you to be afraid because your instinct is protect to protect that which you love and cherish. Amen. Lastly, watch an eagle when a storm comes. When other birds fly away from the storm with fear, an eagle spreads its mighty wings and uses the current to soar to greater heights. Trials and tribulations will come, but what will we do when times get tough? That's what makes a person, amen? If you faint in the time of trouble, then your strength is little, the Bible says. The eagle takes advantage of the very storm that lesser bird fear fears and heads for cover. Challenges in the life in our life are many. These are the storm storms we must face as leaders to rise to greater heights. Like eagle like an eagle, a leader can only rise to greater heights if he takes up the challenges head on without running away from it. It's easy to run away. It's easy to retreat. But we're in a battle that we need to earnestly contend for the faith. Amen. Amen. We need to be earnest about this battle that we're in. Amen. Hallelujah. So eagles are full of life and are visionary but they find time to look at look back at their life and re-energize themselves. So begin today to learn from the eagle's way of life. Let's look at Ecclesiastes chapter seven, verse eight. Ecclesiastes verse seven. Verse eight, where better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. And the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. So we have a a finite amount of energy, time and finances available. So what is spent on the wrong things cannot be spent on the right things, amen? Right. So there has to be necessary endings in our life, amen? If we want to move forward. So in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, he says, To everything there is a season and a time to every pur- purpose under the heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. So gardeners seem to get this concept. They understand the need to remove diseased, overmature or unwanted portions from a rose bush. They know that pruning encourages denser growth 
and more profuse flowering by concentrating the plant's energy on continued production. Part of the life cycle of plants is the need for pruning. Part of the life cycle of people and organizations is the need for pruning. Pruning applies to big issues like ending relationships with people and projects and small ones like scrapping parts of the Monday morning meeting agenda that no longer add value. Amen. There's 24 hours in a day and we typically sleep eight, work eight typically. What are we doing with the other eight? Amen. So let's look at John 15 verses one and two. John 15 verses one and two. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. So to end things, we have to go through a pruning process. Amen. And God's word is a perfect tool for pruning us. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So God's word is sharp so that it can remove unwanted branches in our lives without harming us. In Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So God's word helps us to discern our intentions and our thoughts. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. So let's take a look at what it looks what it looks like to abide in Christ. Let's look at first John chapter two, verse twenty eight. First John chapter two, verse 28. Now, little children, abide in him so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink away from him in shame at his coming. First John three, six says no one who abides in him sins. No one who sins has seen him or knows him. Psalms 91 one says he who dwells in the shelter of the most high will abide in the shadow of the almighty. So abiding in Christ is ours conditional. The pruning process is conditional. So getting to the next level, ours requires ending something, leaving it behind and moving on. Amen. Hallelujah. Take a look at Hebrews chapter 11. Or 12, I'm sorry, Hebrews 12. Hallelujah.
Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. Amen. For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So you have not resisted to the point of shedding blood and you're striving against sin. Amen. And that's what the pruning process of Christ does. Amen. Amen. We're able to shed away things that shouldn't be there. Amen. Yeah. Amen. God's calling his people to holiness, yes. to a complete consecration. Amen. Yes. Especially as the days approach. There's things that has to end in your life if you're not living right this morning. Amen. Amen. And even things that are good, but they're not God. We have to focus our energy on exactly what the perfect will of God is concerning us this morning. Amen. Anything else is a distraction, is a waste of time and energy. Amen. Hallelujah. So since abiding in Christ is ours conditional, um, you ever stop to wonder why Jesus cursed the fig tree in Mark chapter 11? Jesus was expecting to find fruit from the mature wood. And at a time when it was most desired in early spring at the time of the Passover and because it was expected and sent him away hungry. It was a tree holding out promise, but upon further investigation, it was found lacking. It will be found lacking when the Lord Jesus Christ appears. Amen. Will he find such faith, he says, when he comes. It was a fig tree that didn't provide what it was created to provide. And in Ephesians 2.10, we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. So God's original design for his creation has always been goodness. Those who bear the most fruit hang the lowest. Amen. I want to hang with Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So we must decrease so he can increase. Let's look at Romans 13, 12. Romans chapter 13, verse 12. So the night is almost gone and the day is near. Therefore, let us lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Amen. We need to be full of light. The light of Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. 
I'm, I'm so excited for what the Lord um, has planned, has prepared for this coming year. And it does take a lot of necessary endings in, in order to get there, in order to get to where the Father wants us to be here at Faith Chapel. Amen. And I look over the year of 2018 and, you know, there was a, a lot of things that we had to end, a lot of good things that we had to end. And um, in order to be here, in order to fulfill the will of God and God doesn't call everybody to do the same exact thing. You know, we all have a different cross to bear in a way. But I, I remember just um, looking back and and how many things that all for the glory of God that we had to give up, you know, good things and um, opportunities. And I remember sitting, my wife and I, we were sitting in a meeting with my pastor in Indiana and his wife. And as we were sharing about the fact on how God's perfect will was leading us to Alaska. And I remember sitting in a meeting with them too. And, you know, I sat under this man for five years and learned from him and I had a great relationship with him. And um, I remember him looking at me and saying, you know, if anything ever happened to me, ours thought that you would be the one to take things over. And I remember having a look back at him and saying, you know, I, I wish it was, you know, I wish it was us. But we knew that that season we had to end it. Amen. And are we still holding on to things that the Lord is saying, let go? And it doesn't have to be a bad thing in order to get to the next level. Amen. And it doesn't matter what it looked like in the natural, because to you, it might look like you're going backwards. But if you're following the will of God, you're going forward. Amen. You're going towards the higher calling, which is in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's exciting the things that God is getting ready to do, yes. the way he's going to mount us upon is the wings as eagles. He's going to renew our strength as we seek his face with our whole heart. Amen. There's no holding back. Amen. Yes. We got to go all in with this thing. Amen. Yes. If we want God to meet us all the way, we have to be willing to yes. go all the way with yes. him. Amen. And I don't like living with regrets. I've, I got enough regrets before Christ. I want to know what God has. Amen. And I believe that when we all get to the judgment seat of Christ, we're going to wish that we have believed God for more. We're going to see all the riches and glory that was in Christ Jesus. And we're going to come to the judgment seat and almost see that we were paupers, that we didn't access all the riches and glory that were in Christ Jesus. Amen. And the word of God says that he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can even ask or imagine according to the power that worketh in us. And that power is the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's right. Hallelujah. The powerful witness this morning. Amen. Amen. And, and, you know, I was thinking about something this morning uh, as I was in prayer. I said, Lord, you know, we're a Pentecostal church and, um, you know, but where's the power of Pentecost at? Amen. There's a lot of churches with the name on it, but we're not seeing the power of God like the apostles did. Amen. And that's what's going to change this area. That's what's going to change the people. Amen. 
need to see the power of God in action. Amen. That the Lord Jesus Christ is his character doesn't change. That he's the same yesterday, today and forever. And that he wants good things for his um, people. And, you know, the past couple of days, my wife and I, we've had some tremendous, tremendous divine appointments with people, ex-drug addicts. And how they share their testimonies with us on the power of God transforming them. Amen. And that's what we're looking towards in, in 2019. Amen. We have a vision to see the captive set free. We have a vision for discipleship because that's what's lacking. Amen. The main thing that the Lord Jesus Christ told his church to do is the number one thing that's lacking in, in the church now. Amen. We got to get back to the Great Commission. Amen. Teaching people to observe all things that he taught us to obey all things that he taught us. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. So it's exciting. You know, we're going to unveil what the vision that the Lord Jesus Christ is uh, manifesting next week. And man, it's just it's awesome to be all in. Amen. Amen. There's no looking back. Our hand is to the plow now. You know, um, I pray, Lord, unite our hearts. You know, let us be one. Amen. Let us get on one accord. You know, one can send a thousand a flight to ten thousand. How much we can do if we're in biblical unity, if we're on one accord. Amen. You know, there was 12 men that the Lord used to turn the whole world upside down. So don't despise the days of small beginnings. And not everybody's going to get on board. You know, there's going to be people that jump ship, but that's all right. We're going to stick with the Lord. Amen. Amen. We're going to watch his plan, his vision materialize. If we don't give up, if we allow him to mount us upon the wings of eagles. Amen. If we end those things in our life that we know need to be ended as we enter into a new season in 2019. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Amen.